Hello and welcome to the Double Take Podcast with your hosts, Kirk and Kevin Weber. This is the show for fans of APA Gaming and Sports. On this episode, we have special guest APA Games CEO, John Herson, and we talk about the pandemic and sales, upcoming products, APA Go and BBW, and the future direction of the company. Please join us now on Double Take, an APA Gaming Podcast. Okay, well, welcome to episode 27 of Double Take. I am Kirk Weber with my brother, Kevin Weber. And hey. thank, thank you for joining us. I'll say hi, Kev. Yes. <laughs> yeah, sorry. And uh, we always kind of kind of stumble over that. And uh, we're excited. Um, we have the CEO of the Apple Gaming Company, John Herson, who agreed to join us and um, allow us to ask him some questions. So we're not going to dive into some other segment right now uh we just want to kind of set you up and say uh this is a fun interview i think anybody who is a fan of um epic gaming would like to hear what the guy in charge has to say so um we're going to get to that right after a quick break here and we hope you enjoy it the um you know there's a little bit of an echo you might notice but i think it's very listenable we just kind of work with the best way we can record things kind of you know through um you know digitally and uh, he sounds fine. You know, sometimes Kevin yeah. and I kind of are a little echoey, but that's all right. You can hear our question. Then he goes with that. And we're hoping for lots of comments and feedback and stuff um, when we get back. Yes. John was very uh, candid with uh, many things, and um, we really appreciate him being on the show. Yeah. So stick with us. A quick break, and then we'll be back with John Herson of Gaming. Welcome to Double Take, and uh, we're lucky this week to have CEO of Apple Games, John Herson, with us uh, talking about uh, what's been going on in the Apple world. So welcome, John. Hi, guys. Well, I have to say one thing, guys, before we start. Sure. Uh, to John Aslan, John, we're, we're still buddies, and it's not like we're seeing others. So, <laughs> it's just a joke between John and I. So. Yes. Yeah, we love John's show, you know. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yes, yep. he is. Um, so, obviously you've been probably busy with the pandemic and those areas. What has been the current status of Appa Games during this time? Uh, we're open. Uh, <laughs> filling orders. Has it been more orders than you've uh, normally been getting, or kind of oh, yeah. normal? Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Business is much better. Uh, I'm not sure all of it can be attributed to uh, the pandemic. I think a lot of the baseball orders are is because there is no baseball. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess you know what comes first, but uh, significantly more baseball, significantly more. And with a printer that has very few customers in business now, mm. it, we basically have a dedicated uh, printer. Oh, wow. And uh, we're getting orders 24, 36 hours afterwards. 
yeah, cards yeah. or manuals. So it's 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 just in time manufacturing, but it's allowed us to uh, fill orders quickly. So right now we can handle all of it. Oh, that's that, awesome. well, that's great. So I remember a few a few years ago. You probably don't recall, but I was down in. Um, in the Georgia area and I sat by to pick up an order and you were really nice about things and you kind of showed me the uh, warehouse area where you had all the stuff you were just getting to the point where you had all of the um, major league seasons all there you still usually have those or are there are there ones that you just kind of run out of here and there where you got to make the orders I mean how's that kind of work no we have uh, every season in stock uh, we were out of 2019's but those came in this morning uh, we need to order in quantities of 20. Hmm. Oh, and okay. the longest someone should wait in normal circumstances would be, I order on Wednesday and we get our delivery Tuesday noon. Hmm. So if you order something on a Wednesday and we've just sold the last one, uh, it'll be back in stock the following Tuesday, which is when we'll process and fill your order. That's so still in that solid, case, yeah. they'll take you, you know, nine, ten days from when you place your order until you receive your order. Hmm. Okay, well, that's that's pretty good. And it yeah. seems like when we see things on social media, a lot of people are satisfied with getting things quite quickly. You know, um, so it, that's been that's been good. Yeah. Well, we you know we ship UPS ground or USPS priority mail. And that's usually, you know, USPS is usually two days priority. West Coast from here, it's three days. And they're, they're both still running with, appears to us, full staff, picking up daily and, and delivering the product in the time they promised to. Yeah. Now, when you're working with these products, I know that you are just probably trying to get orders done and things like that, but we were wondering if there's certain app of games or products that you ever, you know, find the most interesting or ever get a chance to test out or do anything with. Uh, I've owned the company for 14 years this Friday. Oh, oh wow. Yeah, I and, think it was me. Uh, in, in that time one game has been played here and that was a soccer game with a customer from croatia who wanted to test it out before he bought it uh, mm. otherwise we're running a business mm -hmm. and uh you know so it's it's making product making product right. proofing product ordering supplies make sure you have everything uh this is a business and the product we sell happens to be abba Mm -hmm. But That's it's right. no different than any other small business, I don't think. Now, when you um, decided to get into uh, kind of owning this company, what kind of led you down that path? How did you become familiar with it and, and eventually you know, get a hold of it? Uh, well, I, my grandmother bought me the baseball game for Christmas of 62 mm -hmm. and then bought me... Uh, the season set every year thereafter. So I was familiar with it from a young age. Um, what I tell people sometimes is I feel like the dog that caught the car when I bought Abba. Uh, <laughs> but it was, it, it seemed like it'd be something fun to do in retirement. Mm. Um, and uh, I retired from the large corporate world in 2009 at 55 uh, with 
a very nice pension backing up that retirement. So it wasn't that we had to do this to make money. Obviously, mm -hmm. we want to make some money, but not make a great, you know, uh, make as much money as possible. Um, yeah. And it's interesting. And it's it's got, a, you know, people say, oh, it's a board game company. It's more than a board game company. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the game engines, we're always exploring uh, other possible uses of them mm -hmm. uh, in different formats, whatnot. Uh, you know, sports is changing. Well, it, it was changing rapidly until about six, eight weeks ago. Right. It'll be curious to see how that comes back and yeah. what company, what uh, sports survive. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I was in college, Saturday night, there was no college football games on network. There's no ESPN though either, but the fact that college football games are on three or four networks on a Saturday night, plus all the other uh, sports regional networks, ESPN, Fox Sports, whatever, is really showing uh, the penetration of college football into everyday life yes. uh, beyond being a regional game in the South. Uh, in the Northeast, it's, it's, there's, there's not much of an interest for college football in the Northeast, it appears. But in the South, and then you guys are from Michigan, right? Yes, yes. And the Midwest, you've got Big Ten, you know, and you always have had that strong history of, of an interest in college football. So we'll see how that comes back. What, what's it, it like? As you guys uh, are working on products, are you looking at football, at, like maybe college football is something that will grow? Is that the idea? Uh, we are, we've released three set, sets so far. The, the New Year's six or what we call the playoff set the big 10 the sec uh the big 12 will be released tomorrow mm. uh and then we have the acc files that i just have to proof and get them over to the printer depending upon the sales of those first seasons i mentioned will depend if we do a pack 12 or a group of uh five set mm. uh, okay. You know, so far the returns have been good on the sets we've offered. Uh, I don't know if that was because the, we want to time it so they were being released around the draft, at least the Big Ten and the SEC sets. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's an interest then obviously in college football, which then fades away until August, September, or, you know, whenever it's going to start this year. Yeah. You know, speaking uh, of that, we were, um, you know, in the past, APA used to do, you know, advertising and publications like Baseball Digest or the Sporting News or Street and Smiths. But how do you guys try to market now? I mean, I know you're trying to time things, but it's got to be harder. Like, is there an approach that you try to make? Um, we work with different groups, sports writers, whatnot, and try to use them to get the word out. Um the newsletter. Uh, mm -hmm. When I first took over the company, we bought a half-page ad in Street and Smith in the baseball annual mm -hmm. for, I think it was $8,500. Mm -hmm. And, you know, got all these great emails. Oh, glad to see the ad. Fantastic. Da, 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 da. And we had a, a code in the order so we could tell where where you you saw the the ad if you saw the ad mm -hmm. and that eighty five hundred uh, dollar ad generated seventy five dollars seven five dollars <laughs> of baseball oh, sales. Yeah. 
so print doesn't work uh, with Abigo we do a lot of uh, Google advertising mm. some <laughs> Facebook uh, Google works much better than Facebook for us with Abigo um, we but try to work with organizations so let their members know that mm-hmm. we're out there and then let them spread the word so to speak because uh, this is a very diverse group and yeah. uh, the current customers we have, I would say many of them probably don't have a Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. Or they don't Instagram use it. Account. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, and they're looking for a brochures and whatever. And while it's a great nostalgia value, it, it doesn't justify the cost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, we figured that was difficult, uh, to, to do with, uh, kind of what your customer base is and in your options, you know, and how much you'd have to pay for those. It seems like print advertising is just not really a, a feasible way of doing it. Um, speaking of, um, you know, just kind of different things, have you, since you took over the company, you know, about 14, almost 15 years, getting close there, um, can you, sh- you know, there's lots of, especially the baseball fans that like to discuss the cards and how they're computed. Um, you know, you, I, we assume you inherit a card kind of formula, um, but we're, what has been tweaked since you've taken over and like who still like kind of designs them and does stuff? Uh, all that's proprietary, but here, here's what I'll tell you guys is <laughs> okay. you know, everyone thinks that, you know, there's new formulas and new ways of making the cards. Mm-hmm. That's not the case at all. Uh, it's primarily the same team that was doing it before with ABBA that still does it. Uh, I've put up a Chinese wall between that group and myself on purpose. So when people want to have a question or a comment or a complaint about a grade or whatever, I can say I, I, I'm not part of that process. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tell people a story that my wife and I were in Paris for a second honeymoon five or six years ago now. And we're standing in line for the Eiffel Tower and behind us is this young couple, it turns out they're on their honeymoon, mid-twenties, late-twenties. Uh, the young lady is very attractive. And uh, it starts to rain, so my wife pulls a hat out of my backpack, and it's an ABBA golf hat I have. Mm-hmm. And the young man all of a sudden says, do you do ABBA? And my wife says, he owns the company. And he proceeds to complain about the RA Dickey rating from two years ago. Oh, jeez. <laughs> And it's it's like you have this beautiful young wife, and uh, and then later on when we were after doing our tour of the Eiffel Tower, we were looking to see where we we're going to uh, get something to eat, and this French couple came up to me, and the man said, Bordeaux soccer team ratings all effed up. <laughs> 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 that is, I mean, it's got to be, and you only can think about the negative stuff that comes, too, I think. You know, like, it's just, you can have the compliments. I mean, we, Kevin and I believe that the cards have gotten more accurate over the years. You know, where you get cards that maybe don't play exactly the way they would, would be something that could be a 20, 30-year-old card or something. So they they seem to work, you know, but everybody likes to get into that. It's part of the hobby, I guess. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, and, and that's you know I understand that, uh, but there's been no great changes. 
you know, they're they're you know, I'm not there saying, well, so and so is my favorite player or this is my mm-hmm. favorite team, so make sure they always win. I I yeah. have. <laughs> Right. You know, one, once everything's done and they send me the card printing file, that's when I get involved to prepare the files to go to the printer. Uh, right. But, I, and that's and that's, that's a good that's way to do it. And I think, and I think being like the CEO or the head of the company, you run into that. I think I read something where Dick Sides, they used to think he didn't like the Yankees and he would always make their cards bad or something. And I'm sure he didn't do that, you know, but it's like they, they he was accused of that, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, um, speaking of um, Apago and BBW and some of the computer-based stuff, um, you know, we've talked to John Aslan and stuff, and and he said that you've mentioned that you think that might be one of the future directions this company goes in. Is is that kind of where you feel, or kind of? Oh, definitely. You know, the advantage of uh, having an electronic product, and not like BBW, where we still are sending CDs out is it's pretty hard to mess up the shipping mm-hmm. yeah, and the yeah, customer gets it really quick so you you know that it's got the customer has gotten it and so absolutely i mean the work is all up front and and developing the files or what which whatever what you have whatever for the product but uh yeah i mean long term i like to see 95 percent of our business be from electronic versions of the games mm-hmm. and primarily online mm-hmm. Are you thinking, I mean, yeah. right now Epigo is a um, more basic game. Are mm-hmm. you thinking that there'll be uh, features of that that'll turn more maybe Master or BBW? Yeah, eventually, uh, I mean, we're still, we, we've got to have the foundation locked down before we start adding more mm-hmm. more layers. Because if there is something that, that we don't do right, you know, we can't go back through two years of coding or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But eventually yeah. you'll have the options to add different elements of the master game or the entire master game mm-hmm. to your Abigail experience. Um, and that'll be it. It'll be it, 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 ultimately the, the goal is that there'll be an exact replicate of the board game. Oh, okay. Now is that um, still in a different sense? Like where would you be phasing out anything like BBW or anything or would that There's just no be plans at, at this time for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's been around a long time, yeah. Uh, you know, more than forty years. Uh, you know, we some people say, well, you know, you need to clean up the architecture or whatever, so it's all flows in one. Um, people are used that's, to that. That's though, an yeah. expensive proposition. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, right now that's not in the cards. That's just I, not, yeah. you know, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we would, you know, we get our return to make right. those, right. especially the plumbing changes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just used to the game the way that it is, and they mm-hmm. kind of like that. So it's you know if, it, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In, in a weird way, you know, we just have gotten into the BBW stuff and exploring that. Um, while it is an old piece of software, it was very powerful for what came out, um, and that's why people still are using it, and they just want to make sure they can get players and get you know seasons and things like that i think you know they're okay with where it's at you know as far as that goes what do you associates did a great job Mm -hmm. yes uh you know but the difference in cost back when they were doing it uh, a c plus programmer got about 30k a year and they had three of them 
That same programmer today is about 115 to 130K. Mm. Yeah. So the economics uh, to do anything real significant, uh, it's steep. It's a steep hill to to overcome. Yeah, we've talked about how, especially if you're not a huge company, you know, there's, there's price factors into that. Um, we we have a, another question related to you know with how there's no baseball going on and it, the season will be shortened in some way if it is played. Um, how are you, are you? I know you're busy filling orders and stuff, but like any APA baseball fans are looking at how that's going to impact the next year's cards. And the same thing with hockey too. Yeah, yeah I mean. We're working on some things that I'm not prepared to discuss. Okay. Uh, but we, let's talk about hockey a little bit. We, we've started to put together the files and identify the players for hockey based on the idea that the regular season is completed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, our card sets are always based on the regular season mm-hmm. unless something happens in the playoffs that the player did not do during his regular season. Uh, in hockey, primarily, it seems to be misconduct penalties in the playoffs that they didn't have in the regular season. Uh, baseball, you know, Joey Blanton one year hit a home run in the playoffs for the mm-hmm. Phillies. So we had to redo his card to take that into account. Uh, in football, a lot of times guys will score in the playoffs or have an interception or something that they didn't have in the regular season. Mm-hmm. So we have to take that into account. But normally it's based on the regular season, and we've already started uh, with soccer to uh, start pulling the names and the, and the bio information together uh, for 2019-20 EPL. So we'll go down the path and see. It's not wasted effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we're doing some things with 2020 uh, already, and we're just kind of waiting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, which is what everybody uh, seems to be doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we uh, the other thing that we're wondering about is um, besides the Apago stuff, are there any other plans for different products that you're looking at? You know, down the line. I mean, you know, this company's been around for almost seventy years. You know, I know that someday you'll probably step aside, but like, what do you, what do you think in the future is in the next 10, 20 years? Oh. Again, I don't want to get too far out on my skis, but... Um, <laughs> it's just speculating, I, you know. I, I, <laughs> yeah. One of the opportunities I see is uh, how is sports betting going to affect sports? And I think it'll be very successful, a lot of money. And if you can offer tools to help gamblers decide what they're going to bet or not bet, or daily fantasy folks, should I bench this person or not, or for baseball, whatever. So I see we'll always offer the games, and we'll always offer the board games regardless, and we'll always offer the cards round corner regardless, even though it may not be certainly the most economical way to get product. You know, Mm -hmm. one, we'll have customers who won't switch over, Uh, Mm -hmm. but secondly, it's kind of, it's our trademark. The rounded corners, the better quality card cuts, uh, the packaging, whatnot. So we'll continue yep. to offer that. Uh, 
but ha- you know, it's always been a historical basis. The previous season, or you know, an historical season, and there's some future in being able to do. Well, we've done some pre-plays, uh, like we did the the Super Bowl. We've done that now with Ray Dunlap since mm-hmm. the yeah. Carolina Denver Super Bowl, and uh, every year we've gotten the winner right. Mm-hmm. And several times we've been very close on the spread, very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with the final, with the uh, college football. Uh, S- Steve Scoff has always pre-played the Stanley Cup final. Uh, you know, so that's where uh, it's it's a. I think there's some overlap of that community with the Abbott community and the replayers and the historical focus. But I think it is it bring new people into the ABBA community. Yeah, that is interesting, and it shows you how strong the the game, you know, the games are, the engine of the game, and then the cards themselves to be able to be that close on things. Um, have is there any thought about um, revisiting basketball? Oh. <laughs> uh. I'm just, you know, throwing it out there. Kevin and I, uh, a lot of people talk about how they enjoy hockey and soccer. And, you know, do you think there is a compatibility with that, those game engines into a kind of a revised um, basketball? Or is that something that's just... Seems like there, there would well, be a market, market for that, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would never say never. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly we've had much better experience with the continuous action games, with our hockey mm-hmm. and our soccer game, mm-hmm. and versus the basketball, which was the first, you know, efforts by ABBA to do a continuous action game. Um, one of the things, I mean, if we were, if we were to issue a new board game, it would be basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, people yeah. always ask about horse racing, but it, it would be basketball mm-hmm. because we don't make money on the games; um, we make money money on the card sets. Yes. That's our yeah. razor blades. And certainly with basketball, there are many, many more sets you could offer. Oh, yeah. Pro Between the pro and college game, uh, you know, probably a women's top 25 set, things like that. Maybe some of the major European leagues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, think, I think basketball, though, is a game where – the video games have really taken that over mm. with yeah. a realistic experience. Yes, that's true. Um, we look at it every once in a while, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, for me personally, uh, except for March Madness, I don't pay a lot of attention to basketball. Yeah. yeah. So part of it is if you're going to do it, you really have to have a passion for it. Second, the other th- it's a resource issue. I mean, it's a long season. You know, you've got what 355 college teams. Oh yeah. Plus the NBA. You know, so it, it's it's a real effort to do it right. And obviously, the first step is can we get a game that's playable? Yes. Uh, compared to what the other ones were, you know, where you mm. you can play a quarter and you know maybe 20 minutes or, or, you know, you'd like to get the gameplay down to an hour. Yes. Uh, but yeah. never say never. Mm-hmm. Introduction of a game, though, is like is a two-year process. By the time you design it, 
and really get it established and, and get your supply chain established and everything else. It's a, it's a two-year process. And uh, If uh, the basketball game were in existence like this year, it would have been it would have been hot with the instant tournament getting canceled. People would have been wanting to try to replay that and see what happened. That would have been interesting. You know? Yeah. Well, that I mean, I just we figured we'd ask is you know when you sure. look at all no, the major fine. major sports and not that I'm clamoring for a basketball game though. Kevin and I had the old one a long time ago and um, it was it was it was a crazy game to try to play. But um, did you ever get a complete game? We didn't. No. No. And it, it, you know it, we were just like we didn't think this was going to take this long and it was very complex and yeah, yeah. it was hard but i could see i mean i, I think it would be a good computer game because mm-hmm. all the calculations for every substitution can be done behind the scenes right yeah uh, i do have some folks that play the first version of the game and they keep uh every time they do a lineup they keep on index cards all the changes in the calculations so if they use that lineup another time they just pull that card instead of having to redo the calculations Mm. Uh, that is a uh, major process obviously right Mm -hmm. yeah well we um we've talked to a number of different people who have been you know playing appa products for a long time and um it's without any solicitation those people always talk about um they always are very complimentary of you uh and what how you steered the company into um you know not going you know out of business and and stuff i mean i know you had early on people that got upset about moving and all sorts of kind of crazy things like that but um but the the serious at least baseball fans we've talked to are always very nice about they're just like i don't know where we'd be without him because there was some concern um you know about 15 years ago that they wouldn't get cards or something you know and uh, we were talking to different people about that and and they're like and i'm really glad that what you know person did as far as moving the company forward so i don't know i know sometimes you might hear people complaining about things but there's still lots of people out there very appreciative yes well thank you um yeah um, well, those are our main um, questions that we kind of wanted to come up with. And if there's any little things you want to mention, any products coming up or anything other than I think you said the the new college. Pac-12. Pac, not Pac-12. I think ACC, I think you said it was coming up. No, this week it'll be the Big 12. Oh, Big 12. That's right. Big 12. Yeah. Next week, uh, there'll be five new World Series sets. Oh, mm. and then uh, the following week, I don't have a calendar here. It'll probably, it possibly could be the um, the 2019 NFL set. Okay. Mm. Uh, what uh, World Series sets are you planning on releasing? Uh, I can't I tell you. I was thinking about making a purchase. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the goal is by the end of this calendar year to have every World Series set available. Uh, oh, okay. Except for 2019, which will become available uh, next year. Oh, yeah. Um, when the new one is out, or hopefully out. Yeah. Pardon? When the when the new um, season is going to be right. kicking off? Yeah. Now that may change. If if there's a cancellation of the baseball season, uh, we'll still have a 2020 product for Go cards and BBW. Okay. Uh, 
Let's see where it and goes. And then uh, 74, redo of 74 baseball is in process. So mm -hmm. maybe next month or early June for that. Uh, card every player. Mm -hmm. And then we'll have every player carded, I think, from 55 forward through like 82. And there's like mm -hmm. 10 years of, of the 80s and early 90s that we have to um, card everybody. Mm. And I think at that point, we will probably stop. We won't go past beyond 55 or 54 to card every player. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, we have the 2019 ACC football, which will be sometime in, in May. Um, and by then, depending upon where some of these, these leagues are, we may already be doing 2019-20 EPL and hockey. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's true. The idea is to have a new product every week. Mm -hmm. That's always our objective. Uh, and we get there about 90% of the time. Yeah. yeah. How do you guys decide on the, like, uh, the reprint? Uh, or not a reprint, but like when you, you're doing the 74 season and you're going to kind of rework that. Like, what makes you decide which one to do? Is it just. Uh, well, the last two were easy because we wanted to finish those decades up. Oh, okay. You're like, that's the last it's, it's one. Easier, it's easier to tell and to remember what you've done if you've got all the decades full. And. The interest certainly has been for 70s and 60s uh, mm -hmm. and late 50s, mm -hmm. much for the 80s and mm -hmm. early 90s. Uh, yeah. I can only think of a handful yeah. of times where somebody's asked about doing one of the 80s seasons. Well, that's, so that's, it, exciting, it, yeah. that's exciting, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And then, you know, after we do 74, we'll figure out, hopefully we'll have an idea about 2020. Uh, and yeah, uh, some internal decisions made, and then we can uh, look at what other seasons and or products we might offer for baseball. Okay. Well, I know Kevin Weber is very excited about those Extra World Series uh, yeah. okay. product. I'm trying to collect those. <laughs> All right. Well, I just I just can't ste steal the thunder of the newsletter. Otherwise, oh, no, no, that's one, fine. I if, if there's not new products in there, I don't think anyone would read the newsletter. Oh, that's that's okay. true. I'd, I'd read it. Well, <laughs> so, well, um, we don't want to take up any more of your time. We really appreciate you coming on, John. And um, you're welcome you're to welcome. talk with us anytime you want. All right. Yes. Well, uh, you know, anytime. Uh, you know, we can talk. I'm more than happy to talk about it. Uh, the one thing I always say with one of these things is that it's not the cards. It's not the company. It's this people, the, the breadth and length of friendships that people have formed playing one of our games is the secret sauce. Mm -hmm. yep. And without people willing to buy the products we offer, you know, Abba's out of business. So yeah. when people say, oh, you did this or you did that, whatever, it comes back to the community continuing to support mm -hmm. these products. Yeah. And I can't, now it's, it's strange to recommend this in these days, but if you get a chance to go to a tournament or come to the convention, uh, you will see that that's what the secret sauce is. Um, there are, are there are people, primarily men, who have known each other for 50 years over this game. They've gone through marriages, divorces, new jobs, getting fired, 
taking their cards to Vietnam or Afghanistan or Iraq, what have you. And that's the magic of ABBA, mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. friendships is created while playing these games. And yeah, it doesn't matter it where it is. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if your product's coming from Lancaster or Atlanta, that doesn't matter. It's mm-hmm. it's the community that makes it this so special. Definitely agree. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Um, All right. And and we'll hopefully talk to you soon on some other stuff when you you know have time. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Stay safe. Thank you. All right. You, you too. too. You too. Right. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, welcome back. Um, we really appreciate having John Herson, the CEO of Appa Games, coming on and talking with us. Really nice guy. Uh, really cares about the company, thinking about the company and where um, it can go. Um, and we just thought we'd follow up a little bit with some of the questions. I, there may have been questions out there that people wish we would have asked. And um, that maybe you know, we'll hope, get to interview maybe, him again and get lucky and ask yeah, him. Yeah. And so. feel free yeah. to give us feedback on that about if we. When, when we can talk to John again, uh, what would you like to be asked? Um, and we can see if we can work that in. Um, we'll put together like a little Google Doc and write them down or something and mm-hmm. store them for later. You know? Yeah, we'll, we'll keep track of that. But one thing, you know, we brought up the um, topic about the APA um, basketball. You know, it used to be an APA basketball game. It was not, it didn't, the game engine itself didn't work that well. And John had lots of interesting little kind of sound bites, I thought. One of them was if they were to ever release another product, it would be Apple Basketball if it was a new product. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be saddle racing or something like that. It wouldn't right? be bowling, you uh, know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, while those are all fun, that would be wouldn't it. wouldn't be boxing, although that would be fun too, but yeah. And Kevin and I, like, we think about how, I mean, we're both high school teachers, deal with young people, and um, at the NBA and pro basketball in this country is – very popular with younger people. And one question yes. that we didn't really get into with him is about how you would attract new customers and younger customers. We started playing Apple when we were 11, and our gateway into Apple was baseball. But uh, it, if we were to go to other products, you know, before I would ever get a golf game or something like that, I would have already gotten baseball. And then we tried other games, like we tried basketball, we tried football through football, the baseball yeah. experience. Um, we believe that one way you can get new customers that might try some of your other products later and also maybe a younger generation of them would be through basketball. Not that I'm yeah. a person that would do that. Now, John talked in the interview um, about how, you know, a lot more cards. They play a long season. They get a lot a lot of players and things like that. But, you know, you could um, do some classic things like, you yeah. know, maybe you and- have – Final fours and uh, NBA championship matchups, like you have like World Series matchups, and work those in and see how things get rolling, and then start maybe introducing a season or something like that. Yes, yeah. I mean, we definitely like even if you you think that, well, at least the kids we know, like high school kids now, particularly the boys we we're talking about, they know the NBA, all right, and they and they really like basketball. Probably football is a close second as far as popular sports and. And um, it's kind of the way they go. And, and I know, like you said, it's a two-year two year process just to get the game developed, and there's money to be invested, and it's a big leap. So, I, you know, from a business standpoint, I understand what he's saying. 
but um, it seems like a way to uh, to get a lot of younger, you know, say teenagers, the people in their 20s, maybe into the 30s in the game, and then they might explore the other games. The time and money to develop basketball <coughs> would be um, well spent, I think, for the company mm-hmm. um, if they were to do that. I, I'm not, you know, like it's not that Kevin and I are like, we're just thinking about APA gaming company here. And um, yeah. I think that to have a sports gaming products like they do and not to have basketball it's is, kind of a big mess of the major sports in yeah a way. I, I it just seems odd um how you know the, a couple of the other questions that came up that i mean i i understand i mean apa used to um you know promote their product through publications and that's not a viable way to really do that very much and i don't think that i mean what happens is they have a lot of older customers and down the line, those guys are going to die off, and there's going to be some newer ones. But is it going to is it going to replenish itself enough? And you need to make sure that you have other kind of younger customers coming in. Can basketball be the answer to that? I think it could I think be. So, and I, think I don't so. think it's. I know video games, and people think sometimes that that's a distraction, and there's lots of simulations. And my kids have that. My son, who's a teenager, has that. But I think the uh, the key thing about Appa. And the product that they came out with used to be, you want to be the manager with baseball. You want to be the coach with football or basketball or whatever the sport is. You control what's going on and can control the matchups more. I know you can control that on the video game stuff, but with if you have these accurate, replicable cards in this game engine, there's something unique about that that is beyond video games. We had video games when we were younger, too. They weren't the same, but the appeal was still there. But APA has something else to it, plus the portability of it, which is something I would always talk about. And uh, you don't have to have the same gaming system or both own the game. You could have a friend or some neighborhood kids get together and they could do it just with, you know, some chairs and a table <laughs> and just yeah, play. I, I, you know, most people that um, love APA, they discovered it between ages, let's say, 8 and 12, just like we did. And... Um, that's still very doable now for whatever sport somebody might like to discover the game and like the way that it plays. I mean, um, and like, like Kirk said, you know, we had video games and TV and all the other stuff going on when we first liked this game back in the early 80s. But the game drew us in because of, you know, the players, the cards, the way it worked, the, um, the replayability of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's still there. That's still and, there, whether it's basketball you... or baseball or whatever. And for us, we were huge into baseball. We were like psychotic baseball fans. So we couldn't get enough things related to baseball. So one more thing related to baseball was not too much, right? I think if you're a big NBA fan, let's say, or a big golf fan or whatever, one more thing related to your favorite sport that plays cool and allows you to interact with some of the players that you know and, and do things, I think is just more fun and more hobby Mm -hmm. kind of uh, activity. So we were, you know, we were looking at that and just talking about it. And, um, you know, we trust John and what he's doing and I, and I understand and, um, we just hope for the best, you know, but we just think that, um, we, we'd make a few comments on that. I thought he said a lot of other kind of interesting things, uh, about how they try to come up with something new almost every week. Uh, which yep. is great. Uh, Kevin was very excited about the World Series teams and how they're trying to yes, fill all of those. Um, but he had, um, you know, and how they understand that some of their bread and butter is these nice cards that people get. 
um, and that they're going to continue with that, you know, for, you know, the future. Um, we also thought that the comments about the direction that Apigo might go online was interesting. That's very too. exciting. I think a lot of people will be really pleased if there are some master game things that are introduced into the Apigo. Um, that, that's pretty exciting. You know, I still think it would be something that's not the same thing as BBW. BBW will still kind of be its own sort of engine um, as it kind of does things, but more master game related options um, down the line would be cool. I would imagine they would have to make adjustments to those Apigo tar- uh, cards because those aren't really showing you all the master stuff on They're not there. showing any. There's none um, on there. It's just basic cards, yeah. So um, that would be interesting, but, you know, too. You wonder if that happens, if that goes to the master game and you have that choice, and that might be some add-on or something that you might have to purchase, which is understandable to pay for the software upgrade of it. You wonder what the future of BBW is then. I mean, he's going to continue to do it, but if you know, if you have the basic and the master on a, a website platform, um, then BBW becomes a little bit obsolete with that um, to a point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you were able to have a franchise kind of um, add, you know add-on for Master Game of Apigo, um, yeah, you'd wonder if people would make the transition or not. Um, yeah. and you still, we didn't ask him about the, the gamer platforms, you know, that, uh, that it could be on. That might be an interesting question mm-hmm. next time we get to talk to him, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's a few more things I think we could have gotten into with, um, the online stuff. Um, but hopefully we'll get another opportunity on that. Um, but for our first attempt at, um, with talking with them and, you know, we, um, you know, he, he was gracious enough to take some time out of his day and talk to us and he was on his computer and I know there was some echo and stuff, but it's listenable. And I know, we know as, as fans of Apple that any interview with John Hurston is always interesting because it's right straight from, you know, the person in charge. So, um, so that's mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, so yeah, uh, that's, uh, kind of our, our takes on kind of where we're at right now. Um, and if you again have any questions that you think would be good down the line for him, uh, give us a email at, you know, double take feedback at gmail.com or go to our Facebook or, um, you know, Twitter and, and all those different social media accounts that we're on and, and, you know, send us some sort of message and let us know and, um, we'll work it in. And, and it has to be kind of, um, um, you know, a broad question. If you have a question about why this person got a six on 44 or didn't get this or whatever, uh, we're not going to ask them about like specific cards no. or <laughs> those kind of things. You know, that, that's not, that's not what we're looking for. So we're looking at, you know, like, um, you know, just kind of, uh, product ideas, um, the fu- you know, future things, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, we didn't get too heavily into um, some of the other things they do, like with uh, conventions and things, but um, that could be a, 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 a place we yes. can delve into, mm-hmm. too, with him sometime if we get the chance. So, um, all right. So thank you for listening to this episode, and um, we'll, of course, try to be back next week with uh, more guests and more uh, APA commentary. In the meantime, um, you know, stay safe and keep rolling. Double Take is recorded using Audacity and CleanFeed. 
we use Fifine USB microphones and distribute through Anchor.fm. Theme music, Funk in the Trunk, is by Shane Ivers at SilvermanSound.com. Please follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at DoubleTakeCast, or email us at DoubleTakeFeedback at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.